but to how did you calculate that target corpus because i think that's the crux of this episode and oh, i've been yeah. pushing on over many episodes oh yes can we get people tabulated if you're in this city if you're going to an icse school or ib or government school you need targets but to it's all about targets like hard <laughs> targets <laughs> the problem here is the goal post is moving all the time see in mm. the case of retirement you or your family set the benchmark for retirement planning because retirement planning is all about maintaining your current lifestyle after you retire so it's mm. all about you your lifestyle becomes the future target whereas that's why i said don't worry about city everything you just say if you're spending x so th- that x will obviously depend vary from city to city lifestyle to lifestyle you invest 75 to 100% of x for retirement so it's easy there in right. this case regardless of where the child is the child's aspirations can define the goal and the child's aspirations can change and absolutely it, it can fluctuate wildly before it kind of stabilizes right uh, i would say a big aspect of parenting is to you know kind of expose the child to different kinds of This is that offspin original you've all been waiting for. It's time for Let's Get Rich with Patu. Don't put this video off when you realize what it is about and you hear what the topic is on this episode of Let's Get Rich with Patu. Because when you hear it you might react by saying hey I'm too young for this or you might react by saying I've made up my mind I'm not going to let this happen to my life. But trust me we urge you to continue listening and continue watching now that we are on multiple platforms including YouTube uh because there's a reason which I will reveal in a bit. So you know all these 14 episodes before today's episodes have been about your emergency fund, your insurances that you need for different parts of your life, medical, life, accident, etc, etc. It's been about your retirement planning, whether normal retirement or early retirement. It's been about you. The keyword is your, right? It's a very personal thing. And suddenly there's a stage in life when there's another year that enters your life right and of course you've figured this out today's episode is about children um we might get into the philosophy of having children there are some people and an increasing number today who feel like they're just definitely not going to have children but even for those i urge you to continue listening because it's amazing how it could suddenly happen by, to you by mistake or otherwise and how you can help others in your surroundings and for those who think you're young enough to not think about this ha there's a surprise lying in store for you with patu patu welcome how are you doing and what do you think about today's topic hi um i'm doing great and it's a very very important topic and i believe that once you have kids i think uh, planning for their future is more important than planning for your own retirement there are many people who would disagree with me they would say retirement planning is more important but um i'm maybe old school i would put my ch- uh, children in front because that's what my parents did for me and i i will not hesitate to do the same for my uh, son when chinchu entered your life had you thought about his being in your life financially wise of course before you had him or did you start thinking about it when he entered your life 
um, in my case, so I was going through this phase of making Excel calculators at that point in time. So um, I had this uh, situation with my father, I had got over right. that and so on. So I was creating all these retirement planning calculators at the time I was doing all that uh, almost day in day out. And I was very familiar with the financial planning process for a particular goal at that time. So it became easy for me to plan for, uh, you know, what to do for his future. And I actually started um, investing for his future one month before he was born. Of course, I did not know the sex of the child then, but uh, so it's one month before his uh, birthday. And so it was easy for me to uh, get started that way. So here's my first question is one month before you have a child early enough <laughs> no uh no it, it depends on a lot of things so i would say that um uh, i think you should sit down and think about the kind of expenses that you're going to make for your uh, children so the first is vaccines then you have preschool then you have school admissions, then you will have all sorts of classes, tuition, you know, sh chess class, shuttle class, this and that and so on. All these much before college, right? Right. So I would say that one should seriously reconsider having children if they cannot afford school fees from their salaries. Right. You said this on an earlier episode as well, Patu, and it was... It was a scary comment and I think it's a very valid comment, right? Um, but when you start even thinking about children, some people think about children really early in their lives, perhaps in their teens, early 20s. It might sound a little weird, but I wanted to have children as early as in my teens for whatever reason, right? I mean, everyone has a different life journey. Some people, my closest friends, even in their 40s, can't even start to think about having children, right? So everyone's journey is very different. Um, but my question is, what can you do if you realize, yes, I'm going to have children and it's really early in your life or is it just something you should not think about? And then what are the key factors apart from not being able to afford your school fees from your income that are other red flags that you should really have a hard think about? Okay, you can't have kids until these problems are solved. No, I, I mean, um, I'm not saying it's a, it's a very personal thing and we are, we are not here to say do this, do that. Uh, but before I answer your question, my son started thinking about children when he's 10. And he said, really? when I have children, I will make sure I will never send him to a kind of school that you're sending me to. <laughs> so <laughs> I hope the school doesn't hear this episode. <laughs> so yes, he's, uh, yeah, <laughs> I hope not. So, uh, so he, uh, things, I mean, pe people are thinking about things, uh, very early. Uh, I would say that one will have to be mentally prepared for having children mm. because the priorities will change and uh, we will have to think about them first. They come first and we tend to, uh, uh, I mean, when we are in a relationship and there's, there are no kids, we can afford to be... Oh, to, life is blissful. Yeah, we can think I about... I see my ourselves. closest friends, my age, who are married couples, and what a different life they lead. It's, <laughs> it's, it's ridiculously different. But anyway, keep going. So, yeah. So, everything will change once the, um, the little thing comes into our life. So, are we ready emotionally for that? Are we ready to give time for that? Mm. Because 
um, people say I'm, I, I, I've got admission for my uh, child in a school and they will take care of the education. It doesn't work like that hmm. because the school cannot take care of your child on a one-on-one -on -one basis because they have 30, 40, 50 kids in a class. So you will have to put in that extra time, uh, you know, teaching the kid. You can't say I'm going to outsource it, you know, get a tutor or, a, uh, you know, arrange for tuition. It doesn't work like that. So are you ready for that kind of big change in your life? Mm. And uh, I, I don't think we can ever prepare for it. But we must at least be ready to say that's going to happen and I'm going to have to learn on the fly. I mean, parenting is learning on the fly. You, you, you can't go to any course and it's, I mean, every kid is different. Every parent is different. But are you ready for that kind of journey is what we should ask ourselves and bef uh, before having children. Preferably. Right. Because if I, uh, if, if I might say one more thing, I think in the, in the movie Nine Months, uh, there's a dialogue that says, you, you need a license to hunt. You need a license to drive a car, but you don't need a license to become a parent. So yeah. all sorts of people become parents. So we have better be good ones. Yeah. I think it's a license that you have the right to give yourself. Let's put it that way. Nobody else has a license to award it to you. But yeah, you should think about awarding yourself that, that license. Uh, my next question is, let's focus on what this show is all about, right? And I know we love the philosophy of it all. And there's some more coming up, but to, I'll warn you. Uh, but my first key financial question, right? In the previous episodes, you said, if you're spending X, try and put away X for investing for your future. And I think it was for retirement and it was personal retirement or at max you and your spouse. Did that by any chance also include kids? <laughs> Unfortunately, no. <laughs> So uh, now it's getting the realm of impossible, Patu. Like, how do we wrap our minds around it? If if you're spending X, you're putting away X, that's 100% of your spends for your personal retirement. How do you find more money to invest for kids? It's uh, a big problem. Ideally X, but I would say at least 75% of X. Maybe, but, you, but we can always start. We only start with what we can, but that should be the goal. So... Uh, yeah, this is really tough. And that is why I tell people, okay, one child, yes, it's some kind of need that we have to procreate. Absolutely fine. But the second child, be very, very careful. Uh, because uh, if, I mean, everything will become 2x. There are two colleges to take care of, two school tuitions to, uh, you know, to pay. And you can't put one child in front of the other. They, they're mm. both the same. They're equal. Yeah. And you may end up, uh, even if you don't want to emotionally, you may end up because of uh, finances, you may end up paying more for one child and not having enough for the second child. Yeah. You don't want I to... I know that for a fact. ...want to get into that kind of situation. So please think very, very carefully before having the second one. Of course... Uh, today, many people get into assisted pregnancies. So, um, for them... They don't uh, have control over that. Yeah. You, you, you get a twin from day one. So, uh, and uh, that makes it a lot more difficult. But, you, I mean, that's, uh, that's okay. You, what happens beyond our control is beyond our control. But we still need to uh, ask this question if you're going to plan a second pregnancy. So... Uh, Did you think after yeah. you had Chinchu about a second child? And was it the finances that put you off? No, um, it's a it's a long story, but I can give you a gist of it. 
Um, so Chinchu was assisted. Okay. And uh, my wife nearly died Oof. because of uh, trying to get you know uh, pregnant. And I have my answer. Then never again. Ah, so yeah, you have your answer. So that's a long. I mean, I I I could write about it, but uh, maybe she should talk about it. But yeah, that's the reason why we said okay, we have one. And uh, one person uh, told me uh, that influenced me a lot. I'm the only child right. from my parents, and uh, and one person, uh, one colleague, many years ago said, I have one kid, mm-hmm. and I don't want to bring another kid and divide my love uh, between the two. I want all my love to, you know, just on that one kid. Whether it makes sense or not to many people, I don't know, but it made a lot of sense to me. So, yeah. and so we stopped right there. I think it's, it has so much to do with how you're brought up and if you had siblings or not, right? And it's, it's a world of difference. I had an elder sister. Uh, when Natasha and I thought about having kids, first she had an elder sister. We always thought about two. Um, and our argument was, Perhaps that child also needs a companion like we did growing up. You know, there's so, so many things and there's so many permutations and combinations. So, yes, it's a very personal thing. And unfortunately, you've answered my most important question coming from my perspective of having two kids. Does everything become 2x? Yeah. And it could mm. be more because uh, each kid could have different aspirations. One aspiration can be more, much more expensive than the other. Uh, you uh, so it's very difficult. You may go. You may have to put them in a different class, different tuitions. So things things can be very very different. So it's, it's more than two x is the minimum. I would say. All right. So let's dial it back and start talking about money and finances. You started when Chinchu was a month away from being born. Tell me what you did uh, back then and what you would suggest doing now in today's day and age in twenty twenty three. So. Um, I have always talked about asset allocation as the the most important point of an investment portfolio. So asset right. allocation refers to how much of equity you hold, how much of fixed income you hold and any other asset classes that you hold. But fixed income and equity are more than enough. So uh, with respect to my retirement, I had started investing for retirement before I actually started planning for retirement. Because that's true for most of us because the EPF or the NPS mandatory deduction that happens in the case of salaried folk that's going to start from the day we join a uh, organization and so the retirement planning starts then so right. for many people the asset allocation for retirement would be skewed in in favor of fixed income they will have a lot of fixed income and very little equity to start with and uh, for me it took 10 years to overtake the fixed income in my retirement portfolio mm-hmm. but because i was already planning uh, or making these Excel calculators for retirement planning, I knew the importance of asset allocation from day one for uh, my son's portfolio. So I started investing 60% in equity, 40% in fixed income for him. From day one? From day one. Hmm. 60% in a uh, equity mutual fund, set of equity mutual funds and 40% in a PPF account I opened. So, So that's essentially how the portfolio Right. So PPF seems to be a very common thread among all parents, right? Uh, I think my parents and my wife's parents open PPF accounts for for our kids. And then from day one, we start putting in how much we can, a maximum of 1,50,000 a year. And then, of course, you're saying perhaps 60% or maybe, you know, more than that amount can be in, in, in equity, in whatever form. 
Does anything change then for the first few years or you just continue with that same plan until... Yes, uh, I think for the first few years, you can definitely hold on to that kind of uh, asset allocation. And then you kind of slowly taper down the equity towards the uh, you know college deadline. Because in my case, what happened was I was able to invest much more than what I wanted. So I was able to hit my initial target corpus by the time he was 10 years of age. Patu, how did you calculate that target corpus? Because I think that's the crux of this episode and oh, I've been yeah. pushing on over many episodes. Oh, yes. Can we get people tabulated? If you're in this city, if you're going to an ICSE school or IB or government school, you need targets, Patu. It's all about targets, like hard <laughs> targets. <laughs> the problem here is the goalpost is moving all the time. See, in mm. the case of retirement, you or your family set the benchmark for retirement planning. Because retirement planning is all about maintaining your current lifestyle after you retire. So it's mm. all about you. Your lifestyle becomes the future target. Whereas that's why I said, don't worry about city, everything. You just say, if you're spending X, so th that X will obviously depend, vary from city to city, lifestyle to lifestyle. You invest 75 to 100% of X for retirement. So it's easy there. In right. this case, regardless of where the child is, the child's aspirations can define the goal and the child's aspirations can change and absolutely it, it can fluctuate wildly before it kind of stabilizes right uh, i would say a big aspect of parenting is to you know kind of expose the child to different kinds of uh, different vocations and kind of uh, push the child gently to kind of make up his or her mind say this is what I want to do in life. Right. It's very hard. It can happen only after 8th standard, 9th standard or something like that. But if we do that, if the child says, I want to do this, mm. everything becomes so easy. If the child says, I don't know what to do with my life, which is perfectly fine from an emotional point of view, which is absolutely fine. I think that's okay to do that. Which is a very large part of our population of kids. It's very tough in this day and age to figure out what you want. So if you're going to then, then the point is then you will have to push them to make a choice. Hmm. I remember reading somewhere that uh, Jatin Das, who, I think he's a painter, who's the father of Nandita Das. Uh, he insisted their children take one year off after 12th standard. It's a big trend in the West, but too, you know, I used to go trekking in the Himalayas and the amazing number of foreigners you find who says, yeah, I'm in my gap year. I'm t I've taken a year off. I've finished the 12th. And it's amazing. And we just don't have this concept in India where you go discover the world and you figure out what you really want to do. But I guess in India, there's so many stresses. There's always about the next exam you have to prepare for. Who's going to pay for that gap year? It's, it's a big problem, right? And in lots of these Western countries, you get start getting these allowances from the government or... You work for one month and you can spend a year in India, right? Anyway, I, I digress, but please go ahead on Nandita's example. So, uh, she said that made a big difference in her life. Mm. That took away all the pressure and she could spend time on uh, you know, listening to her calling. Uh, and and uh, that's, I mean, of course, there's no guarantee you listen to the to the calling, the calling will reach you or something like that. But at least that gives her, I mean, gives some space. But the problem is, yes, you said yes, rightfully, many families cannot afford to do that here. And mm. even if they can afford to do that, many families won't take that risk. 
gap we should try to push our children as gently as possible into choosing an occasion of course mm-hmm. and tell them you can always change so as of now um fortunately or unfortunately i think my son also wants to become an academic so that kind of tells me what how to plan what are the kind of colleges how if if uh, he doesn't get this what is the next option the next option so so i now have a mental map of uh, so and also that tells me the expenses right so that's how i did it of course i i still have uh, a feeling that he might change his mind anytime and if he does that we can always of course uh, you know change plan and so on but it is a moving target and you should somehow uh, come up with some number some approximate number let's say 10 lakhs start with that make a beginning with 10 the, lakhs by your 10 so no 10 lakhs today 10 lakhs is the current cost today of college of a 3 year or a 4 year undergraduate that's it really is it it depends a lot on where you study yeah it depends a lot but uh, it depends also on the how the child is if the child is uh, a topper or a very good above average performer i would say make it 25 lakhs right uh but you know you have to uh uh and of course it all depends on how much you can afford the problem is i did some rough calculations because i wanted i i i i know you would expect me to give a simple thumb rule like the x percentage yeah, of x I mean. many people liked it and uh just a quick uh point is that free fin cal and patu has all have not been associated with the basics and uh easy things that a beginner can go to they always say go read this after you have done the basics go to free fin cal the podcast has now given me an avenue to talk about the basics without the math without the graphs so i'm happy that there are people recommending the podcast saying it doesn't have the fluff it doesn't have the so so I, as a thumb rule uh 10 lakhs today inflating at 10% a year mm-hmm a 10% inflation for education is the is the minimum there right. are i would say it actually is higher but 10% is minimum so 10% uh, sorry 10 lakhs increasing year on year at 10% a year after 10 years would become about 26 lakhs per child ha <laughs> <laughs> right that so, see i love benchmarks right i love targets at least it gives me a starting point and then see, you can do the math backwards you can always multiply now so 10 yeah. lakhs 10% 10 years becomes 26 lakhs on that note and what you just said before that part two about how this podcast is helping the basics if you truly like this you know we are amateur youtubers we don't know how this really works i see a lot of youtubers saying hit the like button share subscribe please do these things it really helps uh, and i'm sure it 
it's asking for very little so that it helps other people, right? And on that note, on this topic of saving for education, it's time for philosophy, Patu, if you would, if you would indulge me. Have you ever thought of this as a parent of what our responsibilities are to a child financially and when do they stop? Because I have varying views from my family, right? They say, no, your only job as a parent is to provide till they are fully educated. Then it's their life. And yet it's a very Indian thing to say, oh, I'm, I'm sure that's not enough, right? How do we build a large S? How do we build, start thinking about, you know, it just never stops and this just keeps adding to the pressure and the stress. And what are your thoughts about this entire topic? I get very emotional about this uh, because I will not be sitting here before you if it was not, uh, uh, if it were not for the sacrifices of my parents, mm. I uh, I f finished my school in 1992. I got a proper full-fledged job only in early 2006. Wow! Right? Uh, 14 years later. Yeah. So I was earning sometimes a lot, sometimes very little, but after 2006. No, before, in between. Right. In between, because I was getting fellowships, stipends, right. whatever, whatever, and so on. And and my my uh, father retired when I was in my first year of PhD, and my stipend at the time was two thousand five hundred bucks a month or something like that. And even as late as two thousand five, my entire scholarship, fellowship, whatever you want to call it, was spent on travel, because I was traveling far outside the city and coming back every day and uh, I was not contributing anything to my to my home. I, I was married by then and yeah. my parents said, don't worry, I know you will be good in life. I know you will come to something, you know, significant in life. We will support you until that happens. Hmm. They did it. No questions asked. And, and it's, it's very unfortunate that my father could not see you no know, much of my uh, uh, success work. yeah success that's the right word if you can yeah but without them i would i would be nowhere mm. I, I would be working my ass off uh, in some kind of corporate job 16 17 hours a day but now I, I i i'm in academia i'm doing what i love i love my job teaching is what really turns me on so I would not do that, uh, be here without that support. So I would, that is the reason why I keep saying the moment you have children, they are your number one priority. Uh, they come before retirement planning. Uh, there can be no uh, two things about it. Otherwise, don't bring children into the world. I mean, I have strong views on that. Many, uh, see, this is the thing. The people who disagree, many of them are not married. Yeah. So I would say you don't know. And the people who are, you know, kind of my age, 30-ish, 40-ish kind of thing with children, they agree with me because they know. That, so it yeah, ha it's, you, you, yeah. It's a life-changing experience once that human being enters your life and everything becomes secondary. And I know exactly what you mean. So it's, it's I'm struck by this, something we said earlier in this episode about the Western system is to send their kids away for a year, a gap year. And I think I'm very proud of the Indian system, which which says these lines to the kids, right? No matter what, we've got your back, right? We know you'll do well. And and so 
our financial planning, and that's what it perhaps comes down to, needs to take that into account, right? We need to support our kids as much as possible. It does not stop at that, you know, giving them a college education, or it does not stop at it. It perhaps will go beyond, and perhaps in your case, Chinchu wants to enter academia. Uh, his earning capacity will come later, right? For doctors, it comes later. For um, and there's so much to talk about that, you know, the philosophy of this all. It's it is a task that becomes life-changing and um, perhaps on that note, we'll take a break. There's so much else to talk about on investing for children, uh, how to think about it, how to plan for it, what products we can talk about um, and perhaps a little bit of math as well and philosophy on the next episode of Let's Get Rich with Patu. Patu, thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. Bye-bye. You just heard Let's Get Rich with Pattu, an Offspin original. Isn't it the coolest show you've heard in the Indian podcasting space? And even if it isn't, what's the point of getting rich alone, right? Share this show with those you care about and perhaps even with those you don't care about. But make sure you share this show with only those who you don't mind being richer than you. The music on this show was created by Pattu's biggest fan, Rajesh Ravi and everyone on the Offspin team had some part or the other to play on the show. Let me name them quickly. Harshdi Nisrani, Krishank Das, Sandeep Banerjee, Arif Chagla, Anand Krishnan, Rajesh Ravi and Heer Khan. Heer, by the way, is also to be blamed for giving Pattu his gangster look, which is how he looks on a daily basis. Um, and me, Sidhan, your host. Let's Get Rich is available on all audio platforms wherever you consume your podcasts. So spread the word and we'll see you next week. You know we do this show only to help you guys, right? But if you're listening and you're that one person who has perhaps lost money and are holding it against Pattu or me for making you lose that money, then not only are you a mean person, but you also need to listen to this legal disclaimer. This podcast is for educational and entertainment purposes only and does not constitute any financial advice. Views expressed are not official positions of financial institutions or Pattu or mine for that matter. Although we strongly believe in them, listen to this disclaimer even more carefully. We recommend consulting a qualified professional before making decisions. We disclaim liability for inaccuracies or losses from using this information in our show. By listening, you agree that the host, guests and producers are not only awesome people, but they are not responsible for your financial decisions or outcomes. 